So we created this booklet because we were interested in better understanding some of the geographies of information and knowledge in our internet age. And basically examining the geographies of information and the geographies of knowledge, it's really a crucially important task because it allows us to get at issues of uh, power and voice and representation. And it allows us to ask questions like who has access, uh, what are the constraints to sharing, where is knowledge, who controls it, and who, what, and where is left out of all of these global debates and flows of knowledge and representations. So we started by mapping something that's a simple prerequisite for most types of meaningful participation, and that's literacy. This map here, it shows both the percentage of adults in each country that are literate and the breakdown of those statistics, in some countries by gender. Darker colors on the map mean higher literacy rates, and the darkest colors on the map mean that almost everyone in that country is literate. Lighter colors obviously mean that there's lower literacy rates in that country. Basically, what the map shows you is that while um, most, of, most of the world is literate, there are still 21 countries in the world in which most of the population cannot read or write. In Niger, for instance, only 29% of people are literate. What's also important to point out are the significant gender gaps in literacy. If we look at India, for instance, India has a literacy rate of 61%. And by the way, according to the last census, that meant that there were about 450 million illiterate Indians. So India, with this literacy rate of 61%, actually had a male literacy rate of 73%, but a female literacy rate of 48%. So there are were, there were actually more illiterate than literate women in India. In Afghanistan, the situation's even bleaker. There are about three times as many literate men as there are women. Only 13% of women in that country can actually read and write. So the point of this is that there, there are these uneven geographies of literacy that alone are significant barriers to the, the production and the sharing of knowledge. Then we wanted to look at the actual geographies of information production. And so we mapped the numbers of newspapers published per capita and the number of academic journals published in each country. We saw that in both cases there were very uneven geographies with countries in the global north producing a lot of the world's content and countries in the global south largely left out of these processes. One of the starkest contrasts we saw is that if we look at academic journals there are more than three times as many journals published in Switzerland as there are in the whole continent of Africa put together. But the internet allows us to do something different, right? It potentially reduces barriers to creating and publishing and sharing information, and so it potentially allows us to overcome many of these informational inequalities that I've been talking about. And much of the sharing and the creation of information that happens today, it happens online. So if you're not connected, you simply can't participate in any of that. So it makes sense to look at who exactly is connected. And that's what that's what you're looking at here. This is a map of global internet penetration. The size of each box indicates the total numbers of users. The shading indicates the penetration rate in each country, a, a darker shade, meaning a higher internet penetration rate. Uh, there are still very significant digital divides and inequalities in access, but what we also see is that we already have over two billion people online, and a majority of the world's internet users now live in the global south. An important question to ask then is whether the two billion people on the internet are able to address many of the informational inequalities that have traditionally characterized modern media. 
are, are all of these relatively new users now represented by relevant information? Are they able to access the information they need? Are they contributing to global discussions that are taking place? And so to try to get at some of these questions, what we did was we mapped a range of online information sources and platforms. We mapped content in Flickr. Uh, we mapped content indexed by Google. We mapped content produced in Wikipedia. So look at this, this map, for instance, that shows you the, the distribution of all Wikipedia articles. What we see is that despite the fact that platforms like Wikipedia offer both a literal and a metaphorical space for more locally relevant information about all of the rest of the world, very little information is still created about the developing world. So for instance, in Wikipedia, you get the situation where more is written about small counties like Oxfordshire than entire countries in other parts of the world. The point is that the scale of some of these informational inequalities remains quite staggering. Ultimately, what we see is that even in our internet age, information is geographically sticky, and its production is characterized by distinct digital divisions of labor that in many ways have just reinforced global patterns of visibility, representation, and voice that we're used to in the offline world. The issue isn't just that some people in the developing world are disconnected, but also that many of the benefits of the internet don't automatically arrive into the developing world once internet connections do. There are a lot of uh, expectations that see the arrival of the internet and connectivity more broadly as some sort of panacea for development that it simply can't live up to. So in other words, while the internet's clearly a prerequisite for a lot of participation and information sharing in the 21st century, or the 21st century knowledge economy, what we shouldn't forget is that it's by no means a determinant of any of those things. So I recommend that you take a closer look at our maps if you're interested in learning more about any of the things that I've been talking about. Uh, they're all available in a publication called Geographies of the World's Knowledge. It's available as an iBook or as a PDF that you can access from the Oxford Internet Institute's website.